Welcome to Grace Among Us, the podcast where we unearth the many faces and places of grace and share stories of the power of grace in our human lives. Our desire is that this will inspire you to see grace in your own life and share it with others. Hello, hello. My name is Carrie Richard. I'm a mindset coach, and by day, I help people make space and enjoy the ride. And sometimes by day, I also get to talk with my dear friend, Ebony Gilbert, about my favorite topic, grace. Hey, Carrie Richard. Hi, Ebony. Hello, everybody. I'm Ebony Gilbert, and we are here to talk about grace once again. Believe it or not, we've been doing this for 20-something times, and uh, that feels good. Feel good to you? It does. It does. It feels really good. Who would have thunk it? So here we are. And today, I had an idea about grace that goes against what I've previously thought. Maybe not against what I've known, but my real life day-to-day thoughts. So I'll, I'll throw it out here. It's not necessarily a question. It's more of a, a thought. And we can go from there if that's okay. Yeah. I've been dealing with some things that feel pretty challenging to me. And I oftentimes pray for grace and mercy and understanding. And at the end of that long line of request is, you know, essentially me saying to God, protect me and punish them. Which... The other day, I heard something on the radio, and it kind of convicted me to stop. Like, like, is that really the way God works? What if the person we're considering our enemy is also in the God camp, and that person is praying for their own protection against me? Because an enemy goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and understanding that God is big enough to not shortchange my blessing because He's blessing somebody else. Why do I get the mindset of grace doesn't apply to my enemies? Or that my enemies are truly outside of God's realm of help or control. Um, They they don't deserve his blessing. And what gives me that right to think that anyway? So I've been a little perplexed about this concept for me um, of grace for my enemies. And does that even align with what I should be praying for? Um, And how do I reconcile it? Because the truth of the matter is, I don't want the person I'm considering, person, thing, system that I'm considering my enemy, I don't want it to fall. I'm not looking for bad things to happen to it. I just want the bad things to stop happening to me. Um, So I, I I get a little fuzzy there. So I figure what better place than this to talk about it and bring it to my good friend, Carrie, because we do not shy away from tough issues. Um, And this feels tough to me. This feels really tough to me. I can tell you all the things I'm supposed to say. I can tell you all the things that uh, I've been taught and I've learned in Sunday school. But when it boils down to you feel like you're being wronged and it's a matter of black and white, I'm not sure I know how to pray in that situation that shows grace to the the person or system or thing that's imposing that wrongdoing. And I'll stop there. That is, that is, that is JC. I appreciate that grace for our enemies. So I, I heard you say, um, you know, praying for protection and then dot, 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 
and punishment for the other side, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm paying right now. I don't like it. So how about we turn the tide and, you know, they pay. And um, yeah, it's hard not to do that. It's hard not to, you know, uh, it's like our culture, I'm going to generalize, but our culture is somebody wins and somebody loses. Somebody loses. And in God's kingdom, that there, that that's not we can all win. Exactly, everybody can win because uh, I don't know the God of my understanding um, is way more creative than I could ever be, and it's really difficult when I'm hurting to have any kind of. Uh, Love, tolerance, encouragement for the person, situation, thing that feels like is causing the hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And left my own devices without grace, I'm going to retaliate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna find some punishment. I'll get you. And I'm on that ladder. I'm back on the ladder. Somebody's up, somebody's down, and I want to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming this position of superiority with Christ because I deserve fair and equal treatment. And this person deserves the wrath of not giving me that fair and equal treatment. As if my fair and equal treatment is determined by this individual or this system. I think that, now that I'm thinking we're talking about, I'm so glad we're talking about it. The, the, the resentment starts to surface once I convince myself that this thing or person is responsible for my mistreatment. Yeah. That's I'm giving them the power. So they should be punished instead of viewing it as this is all working for my good anyway and truly if you are the enemy he's going to make you my footstool and truly if you aren't the enemy we all can still win and I could be an example and model of what grace should look like in this situation so see I have the answers but when I'm in my feelings mm-hmm. I, I've heard myself pray and it concerns me sometimes like I'm so glad that God knows my heart because what comes out of my mouth sometimes it fails. It fails to express where I'm really coming from. I'm trying to convey a sense of hurt and wrongdoing and help me. And what comes out is get them, get them, get them. That's what their finances, that's their finances. <laughs> you know? And that's not the intent. The intent is stop the hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when in doing that, like in deciding where the hurt is coming from, uh, I'm essentially telling God what to do or trying to, I'm hurting and I know how you can fix it. So let me tell you, let me tell you how you can fix it. It's about this. 
and it's about this and it's about this. It's not about me, right? There's a, um, I have some dear friends that use this really quick prayer and I can tell how, how open I am to grace by how I feel about this prayer. And it is four words. Bless them, change me. Ah. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Exactly. See, it's like a thermometer. It's really great. Because if you don't feel good about that, it's possible that uh, God doesn't have free reign in the situation for you. Bless me. Bless them. Change me. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, can, I can wrap my mind around. It's going to take some practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take some practice. I was watching, just, just all connects in some kind of way, go with it. I was watching this documentary um, about NASA. And they were highlighting this new telescope thing that's in space right now. You know, years away. That we're still getting images from. And I can't get a phone signal, you know, 10 miles from my house. But, you know, we're getting these images <laughs> of galaxies and, and things in the universe that we have never seen before, we never knew existed. And it's fascinating to see these images. Oh my God, it, it is it is absolutely incredible. And the and it's pitch black. So the, so the way they overlay color with heat and temperature to generate these images. Like the, the eye of the computer can't even perceive what the telescope is sending. It has to be created to even visualize it. Then we see it and we don't even know what we're seeing because it's nothing we've seen before. And I started thinking about, outside of just the sheer magnitude of how incredible it is, and maybe I'm just a geek and dorking out here, but blow, mind-blowing, like almost like bring tears to your eyes because it's so big. But when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking there's a God who made this. Yeah. And the vastness of his thought and the things we think we see is it's like looking at a wall in a gallery, right? And you see the picture, the picture, the picture, the picture. You think you're looking at pictures. And every all the detail of life is in between the pictures. And your eye can't see it because it doesn't even have the software to compute and download what's there in front of us. Yeah. You know, it's like putting a certain thing in front of a child and saying, pick up the cup. If the child doesn't know what a cup is, they're not going to pick up a cup because it hasn't downloaded into their mind of what a cup is. There are so many things in life that have not been downloaded into my perceptive visualization or understanding. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. It makes so much sense. It's, it, it makes absolute sense. It's almost like it at the same time, another idea is like, if I take this, I have this photo of my mom, right? On my mm-hmm. desk. So if I take this photo and I shove it up against my face. You don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't discern what it is. I don't see, you know, I see a couple colors and my eyes go, you know, they get all crazy. And it's only when I can mm-hmm. step back from it. And when I'm hurting, whatever's hurting, whatever I perceive that's hurting me is shoved up against my face. And I hear 
I am pretty blind to it and I'm pretty prickly. And so if you you walk in a room for a surprise party and you have on a blindfold, you're still in the room with the party. Right. You just can't see it. Mm -hmm. And that resentment I have, that prayer for punishment for people that I don't even freaking know that well, that that's a blindfold. And it's keeping me from seeing the work of God, the brilliance of God, the magnitude of God, the omniscience and omnipresence. And it's keeping me from the grace because I'm allowing this picture to be so close to me. Mm-hmm. And even if it was in focus, there is still so much that I will never see or understand. You've nailed it. And it's not only is your own view, like, it's almost like you're being taken hostage by it. There's no freedom in that. No, there isn't. And there's, I, I, I'm going to give you an example because it keeps coming up. And you tell me if this is along the lines of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So my son is 17. His father died last year, unfortunately. And... We have not been, uh, we were only together till my son, our son was about nine months old. So it's been a while, right? It was neither one of us were healthy. I own that neither one of us were healthy. And And the separation, the process, there was contention. We were both. Like I'll speak, I can I'll speak for myself because I'm only myself. I had a picture pasted to my face for a long time. It also was a catalyst to get closer to God, which I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for. Um, and extremely hurt. It the hurt continued because one threw it, the other threw it, right? My prayers, I was asked, I was actually asked to pray for him. I was like, what? This was, you know, are you kidding me? Like, do you have any idea? Right? All these things. And I did. I got on my knees with clenched teeth. And it's like, God bless this. And insert some not very nice words. Right? (laughs) That's how it began. And I was asked to do it for 30 days. Mm. And it began to shift. Even Mm. with my unwilling, my mustard seed of willingness, it began Mm. to shift. Now, I'd like to say it was all unicorns and rainbows. There's a really good ending to the story that we all got together and everybody was kumbaya. It was not. It was not. It was, um, it was so far from the story that I want to tell of how it ended up, right? And in this process, I somebody said to me, your son is half you and half his father. And so remember that when you want to speak ill, his father. And I, by God's grace, I thank him all the time I heard that in my chaos, in my pissed offness, in my hurt. And so I did not dump the situation 
the stuff on this child. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the greatest gifts I've received mm-hmm. to this day. So he did not uh he did not have he did not see his son since he was four. It's been a long time, but they did talk on the phone. So he died. And we, uh, because of God's grace, I could call him my mortal enemy. I could, I could launch, I could give you a whole stack of evidence of why he was an enemy. And none of that mattered. Mm. It was, we celebrated his life. And it was the grace that allowed that to happen and to celebrate this person for who he was and all he was with other people who were celebrating him. Mm -hmm. And you talked about those blinders. And it's, uh, it's a gift because I had a lot of love for this person. I had known him since I was very young. And to be able to return to that love and to let the rest of the stuff go, that is only by grace. Hmm. So I don't know if that's directly connected, but it just kept for your enemies. Yeah. And it actually, it actually began by being told, "This is what you're gonna do." Pray for your enemies. Yeah, which is biblical, right? You know that we're told to pray for enemies. It's, I don't think I had an issue with praying for enemies. It was the way I was praying for enemies. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've been. It's been suggested pray for the person that they receive everything you want in life. And it's 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 a reflection on that limiting idea that I have that if I get, you're not going to. Or if they get, I'm not going to. It keeps me from doing it. Absolutely. And we all can win. All the time. We can all win. All the time. Earth can be an important planet and there might be 50 others. <laughs> There might be 500,000 others. I've seen some. I am a geek. There might be a gazillion more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And thank you for two things that resonated with me. Number one, it wasn't all unicorns and rainbows. Um, And number two, there was sufficient evidence to side with you. If this had been a court of law, you would have won. Because I need that validation. I actually, I, I did. In, yeah, that's what the court said. <laughs> you I didn't know that. There you go. I'd be like, I need someone to say, no, you're right. And they're wrong. Um, but even with that, so what? Exactly. <laughs> There's two questions. Two questions. That is a the powerful question. So what? And the other question is, at what cost? 
at what cost do I need to be validated or need to be right? Is this worth the price of my validation? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it is. Mm -mm. And do I want that type of repurchase of soul karma? Like, you you know, it comes full circle. So I, I appreciate just the openness of the discussion. I mean, obviously there's a little vulnerability, there's a lot of vulnerability on the table with both of us here, but it's uncomfortable. When you have the mounting evidence to say, no, this isn't right. And you don't see the form of justice that you want to see. Absolutely. And when I don't invite Grace in, not only do I retaliate, but sometimes I try to get a camp to come around me. Yeah, I want supporters. <laughs> and then it becomes a war. Because mm-hmm. I've got to build my army against you. Yeah. As the enemy, you know, and I, it, it's challenging me. This is present day. I'm not talking about past tense. It's present day challenging me to dig deeper and to really view people through God's eyes as much as I can based on what I can see, which is very limited. It's forcing me to look in between the pictures. Yeah. It's forcing me to, to really, really rebuke myself, to, to check my own thoughts and to really um, help my unbelief. Because essentially when I'm saying, I know I should do this, but I'm going to do this, the same, I'm saying, I don't believe that the right way is going to work. Yeah. Um, so help my unbelief, my, my doubts. My, my dubious nature for all things to be not what they're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, it's, a, it's a multifolded prayer. Bless them, change me, help my unbelief. Give me grace so I can be a better person. Give me the lens and the glasses to see in between the lines, in between the pictures. Humble me, which means I'm going to have some hurt because the good shit doesn't humble me. Let's be real. That's not the stuff that gets me to the ground, okay? I know. When you, when you, when you get the, the, like, when you get the playbook on how (laughs) to, to get humble, like, without pain. I mean billionaire status i'll tell yeah. you yeah it doesn't work that way for me here <laughs> I don't know about I, you no i you know i keep i keep searching for it but yeah up until now yeah hadn't found it no so you know i'm, I'm praying feverishly without ceasing for these things to fall into play um i forgot to deal with my my flesh because you know and I'm going to say this, and I don't, I don't mean you know, will just to kind of parallel with your example, when you were told, hey, you know, there's the, your enemy was your son's father. Mm-hmm. And this person said, you know, he is half of them and you. There's some things in me that are reflective of the enemy's behavior. And I'd be silly to think that's not the case. I've been in an environment in this world where there are more inputs than just good. So yeah. there's going to be some stuff that comes out sometimes is not all good. So I want to, I want to see it. I want to know it so I can address it. Um, and these situations that are challenging oftentimes bring that stuff to the surface. So now I'm mad at the enemy and I'm mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that curiosity of what are you showing me? What am I, what, what are you showing me? And what am I showing the world throughout the situation? Will I be proud of this behavior that I'm displaying as a reaction or a response. Like, if I have to look back at this script, this movie script, 
10 years from now, am I going to feel good about the way I showed up to the set today? I don't know. I love, I love, I love how you talked about the reaction versus the response. Like when I think of reaction, it's just like, ah, like, like I'm being stung. Right. And so if I'm being stung by something, I'm going to have a reaction. And that response is that pause, like to take a pause and invite God in. And uh, somebody talked about, like, it's personal risk. I think we're also, today, we're talking about personal responsibility. It's like owning, owning our behavior, our thoughts, our attitudes, our, you know, how far away we are from the canvas, or, or are we looking at the space in between? And if you break down responsibility, it's responsibility. Like, do you have the ability to respond? That's good. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. This this is good. This is good. So, Father, give us grace. Yes. Give us grace for our enemies. Give us grace when we're our own enemy. Yeah. Show us mercy. Because that thing I can be defining as my external enemy may just be my perception of that I'm getting in my own way now, my own enemy. So, thank you. Always thank you so much. I think we did it. I think we did it. I I, I feel like there's more, but um, we're, we're in a better spot at the end of this than where it started with the confusing questions. So I, I'm appreciative of that. Absolutely. So for everybody out there, if you have a thought, uh, an idea about grace for your enemies, a prayer that you use, anything we would love to hear. So anything until else? Then. Yes, until then. Grace out. out. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. We love to hear from you and share it with a friend. Also, please be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. We hope you're leaving with another pointer to grace, a new perspective that will light it up in your own life. Until next time, be well, be bold, be kind to yourself, and be on the lookout.